All right, here we go. My name is Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 234 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. to see Louis C.K. over the weekends. First time I've ever seen him. I'm a fan, been a fan for a long time. It's the first time I've had the opportunity. Well, it's the first time I've seen him. Let's just put it that way, all right? I went with the older boy. Uh, When the tickets went on sale many months ago, he said, you want to go? I said, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So he was playing two nights at the Keswick, which is this cool, historic, theater in the um, suburbs of uh, Philadelphia. I went to see the Eels there one time uh, a few years ago. It's, it's, it's this, this little, you know, Norman Rockwell type town, easy to get in and out of. You don't have to deal with any of that Philly nonsense. The parking's easy. The, you feel safe. There's not any, there's not much menace. It's a, it's, a, it's a pleasure. The whole thing's a pleasure to go there, at least my, the one time I went. I'm not, I'm not claiming to be an expert. That's my memory of it. You know, It was a nice little town on the outsides of Philly, outside of Philly, and you don't have to do any of that Philly garbage. You know? So um, I said, hell yeah, let's go. Keswick, perfect. Let's do it. So, so he starts to order the tickets, and um, he's having all kinds of problems. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. He's like, I can't get it to work. It won't go through. And I'm like, he goes, I, I said, just calm down, man. We got time. I said, this thing's not going to sell out in two minutes. This isn't like the like the Beatles reunited, you know. And um, he was like, oh, I can't get it to work, you know. Just like, oh, my. He was like shuddering with anger, <laughs> you know. So, um but, you know, when I'm on the outside looking in, I'm like, ridiculous, whatever. But I'm exactly the same way. For some reason, technology that won't work drives me wild. I mean, just pushes all my buttons, you know. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. When, while, while he was doing this little tantrum, I was like, look at this. Would you take a look at this? But I would have been exactly the same. I would have been exactly the same way. I probably would have thrown the phone straight through one of the windows of the house, just straight through, straight through the glass into the backyard, you know. But anyway, so then a little while later, he goes, "All right, I ordered two tickets." I said, "Good. Which nights? Because it's two nights at the Keswick. Which nights? Which night did you order?" Um, he goes, oh, I, did, "I ordered it from Reading." I'm like, "What the?" I said, "Where in the shit is Reading?" I mean, I've heard of that town or that city or whatever you want to call it, but I don't know where it is. For some reason, I had it in my mind that it was way up north, the top of the state, in the center of the state. <laughs> you know, I don't know what what gave me this idea, but I was like, "Where's Where's Reading?" I said, "Why did you order? Why did you order the? It wouldn't work. The Keswick, I couldn't get it to go through. You know." So I ordered it from Reading. It's not far. I said, where is it? I said, where is that town? I don't know where that is. 
He goes, I don't know, somewhere around Allentown, I think. I said, I don't know about that. You know, that doesn't sound right to me. But anyway, I said, all right, what day of the week? He said, Sunday. I said, all right, we'll go. I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, I was like, what if, you know, I mean, some people think, including him, if it's in if it's in the state of Pennsylvania, you know, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump, as they say. But frickin', it's a huge state. There are there are nations that are smaller than Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? I mean, if, if it's over by Pittsburgh, I mean, it's, that's like a five-hour drive or something. I mean, that's, this is a substantial trek. I don't know where this Redding, I don't know anything. Okay, so I said, whatever, we'll do it. We'll make it work, you know, whatever. I don't know. So then um, I told somebody at work about it. I said, I'm going to see Louis C.K., but we're going to Redding. I don't know. He goes, Redding? Oh, God. You better take a, you better pack a, you know, a piece or something. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, that place is a shithole. That place is like the murder capital of America. <laughs> I said, what? I don't know. What the hell? He goes, oh, yeah, I think they have the highest per capita, uh, you know, homicide rate in America, in the United States. He goes, I'm not even kidding. He goes, that place is dangerous. And I said, that's fantastic. That's just, uh, you know, that's perfect. And that's just, you give up that Norman Rockwell, perfect little town that you drive into, just, you know, just like, there's no stress. You just drive into the, and just like park and walk over to this beautiful historic theater, the Keswick and it's a wonderful time. So we we trade that in for the murder capital of America, <laughs> you know. And I don't even know where it is. How far is it? I don't know. So anyway, um, so that's 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 a great turn of events. So anyway, I, I did some research course. It's not that far. It's uh, like two hours from our house or something, something like that. About two hours, I believe. So um, you know. But I, I did. I, I confirmed that the, the the crime rate in this in this little uh, this little burg is pretty damn high. The guy was right. I don't know about that highest homicide rate. I don't know about that, but it's crime ridden, from what I can tell. So anyway, so it, you know that was months ago, and you know, and then I didn't even remember the other day. The older boy goes, "Hey, uh, that Louis shows on Sunday." I said, seriously? Because I didn't even, there'd been no discussion of it, no mention of it. So I go, oh, I didn't know, I didn't realize it was, it, it, it had arrived so quickly, you know. So on Sunday, he and I went down there. We uh, left around four o'clock. It's a two hour drive. Doors opened at 630. So I thought that, you know, give us a little bit of a buffer in case there's like some kind of traffic or something. She so left at four. We uh, drive down there. Most of it's the turnpike, America's first superhighway. That's what it says on the sign when you get on it. It says the Pennsylvania Turnpike, America's first superhighway. Like, I don't know about that either. I mean, I don't know. That thing's, you know, that, that it cost a fortune to ride, drive on that thing. And the whole time you're going, <laughs> you know, when you're t- the thing's just like a washboard. You're talking, you're like, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know if I described that the correct way, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, it's, 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 it's like a washboard. I don't understand how, but anyway. So most of it was on the turnpike and then we got off and we were driving back through these 
back roads. I don't know where in the hell we were. And it was like, I mean, two lanes, you know, one one lane going one way, one lane going the other way, trucks flying, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. There's all kind of, We're driving through some shitty towns, you know. It's like, this sucks, man. I hate, I hate this. And I, I keep asking him, I say, how much farther on this thing, you know? And he's like, only seven more miles on this on this road. And then, but I'm thinking, oh, good. Maybe we'll get on actual highway after this is over. No. You just turn and you're on some something similar, you know. And then there's like this stench. Like as soon as we got close to, to Redding, I mean, I saw a sign for something that said, welcome to Redding. But we weren't actually in Redding. I don't know. It was like, I don't know what it was. But said so I thought I was I thought we were in Reading, but then I saw a sign right after that that said Reading eight miles. I don't know. So we were close. We were getting close. There was all this stench, you know. I don't know if there was some kind of plant there. I don't know if it was a waste treatment plant. I don't know if there was some kind of like I don't know a slaughterhouse. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it, the source of it was, but it smelled like we were inside of an anus. I mean, it smelled just like a river of turds. You know, just the whole, I was like, who would live in a place? Look, I mean, we're driving by and there's like all these apartment buildings, you know, along the, along the road. And all, all these people are out and about and stuff. It just smells like ass, you know, just like a gaping anus, you know. Like, who would live here? What? Like, your clothes, your hair? You could probably taste it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, everything's just saturated with poop. It's like a, like, what in the world? What is this? So then, and then we went through another one. It was like, there are like two pockets of it. It's like it, it let up for a while, and then we're in it again. I don't know what the hell, I don't know. I, we're out in the middle of nowhere. There's like nothing. So then we finally get to Reading. We get, you know, we're inside a, inside of a like a little downtown area. I'm thinking this isn't too bad, you know. This looks pretty normal, you know. So we turn down the, the this road, turn down that road, and then we see the theater, and um, that's where you know we almost got into an argument. All right, this happens every time. All right, this is both my kids are like this. Uh, so. We're riding around trying to find a place to park, right? I don't know anything about this city, this town. I've never been there before in my life. And um, so we're, you know, we're riding around and there's nothing. I don't see any, I don't see anywhere to park. There's one, it looks like a, it looks like a public parking lot. And I get up there and it says private property, do not enter, you know? So I'm like, where are we going to park? What the hell, you know? And um, he's like, just find some place. It doesn't matter. And then we, okay, so then we get off on this road. We get, I have to go down and turn right, you know, and I'm trying to get back to where, around where that uh, theater is. And we were in some area that looked, I was like, holy shit, look at this. This is like something straight out of the wire. Lock your doors. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, we're talking ghetto. We're like in the heart of the ghetto, right? I was like, this This reminds me of The Wire. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even joking. This place is a dump. It smells like farts, <laughs> you know? And it, it's like, I don't even, I mean, I don't know. It's like one of those places where people are whistling, you know, signaling each other and stuff. 
And um, I don't know. I don't. I was like, good lord. So then we get back over where the where the theater is, and he's like, just find a place. God, it doesn't matter. He would park. He and the other boy would would park three miles away from the frickin' theater. He doesn't give a shit. The first place he can find, just park and just walk away from it. I said, I'm not walking. I'm not walking two miles back to my car in the murder capital of America, you know? I said, stop it. Knock it off. I said, we have to find some place that's, that's uh, you know, makes sense, all right? This place is a shit house, and I, I'm not parking far away. So we found this. We finally found this parking garage. It wasn't too far away. It felt a little, felt a little far away for my liking, but um, it was it was okay. All right, and um, you know we were on the verge of our of an argument. I'm like, stop it, knock it off, seriously. I said we're not parking, just you know, far away on some side street, and, and we have to walk back at, at eleven o'clock at night in, in, in this in this shitty in this shitty Reading. Right? So anyway, so that, ten, you know, I just, I don't know, there was tension. And then I, we, we parked in that parking garage, and I just started, you know, I just pretended nothing happened. Everything's fine. So so we walk over to the to the theater, and there's a bunch of people standing out front. And we're like, I said, what's going on, you know? And they said, well, you can't go in until 630. So this is like 6 o'clock, you know? We got there at like 6 o'clock. And they wouldn't even open the doors till six thirty. So we're standing around, blah, blah, talking, and you know, you know all that stuff. And then around, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if it was six thirty. Finally, they swung the door open and they said, "All right, you guys can come in." So we went inside, and it was this historic old theater. It was cool, really cool. I had to use a bathroom. Powerful urgency. Went downstairs into this. Uh, you know, it's an old, ancient. It's well maintained. Nice, nice. Uh, it's not a hotel. It's a uh, it's a theater, like an old theater. Went downstairs to the bathroom. There's some guy in there taking a giant duke in there. I'm like, what? No, who? Who goes to a comedy show and shits? <laughs> you know? I mean, seriously. Like, as soon as they open the door, he goes straight downstairs and just takes an explosive dump in there. You could hear it, like, down the hall. I'm like, what in the... So I got there's like no dividers. The the urinals are like basically touching each other. They're so close together. Everybody's like shoulder to shoulder, and I don't like that, you know. So anyway, I I didn't have any choice. I had to I had to go. So we so then we went back. I went back upstairs to the lobby. They wouldn't let you into the theater itself. The doors were you know they had the doors locked. So you're in this holding pen, the lobby, and they are, they had all this stuff for sale: beer and wine and. Uh, Sodas and you know snacks and stuff, various things. You know, people are in there like drinking like these. You know, those thirteen dollar cans of beer and uh, eating hot dogs and eating. I don't even know. They had like all kinds of stuff. And I, I said, "You want anything?" He said, "I wouldn't mind a coke or something." So we, I went up there and ordered two cokes, two bottles of coke, those twenty ounce bottles. You know, you want to guess how much it was? That's right, eleven dollars. <laughs> I was like, "Good God." You know, I mean that's those things cost like a dollar sixty. You know, each. You know, in, in out in the real world. You know, outside that holding pen. So I was like, I'm gonna drink this thing, and I'm gonna get, I have to go to the bathroom again. I'm gonna be like halfway. I'm gonna be right when Louis comes on stage. I'm gonna have to use the bathroom again. So I was like, I don't know if I even wanted. I, I drank like half of it and threw the rest of it in the trash because I didn't want to. I didn't want to have to get up. 
and leave the theater, go downstairs to that horrible bathroom again. I mean, it was clean and everything. Was, the place was nice. I don't want to paint a terrible picture about it. So, um, so that we stood around, you know, just kind of people watched for a while. And then we went inside the theater itself. They finally let us in. And we had really good seats, like way down close. Um, and um, I was like, hell yeah. The seats were nice and, you know, there's lots of leg room and everything. I was like, hell yeah. This is, this is going to be fun, you know. So we sat down and, um, you know, there's a there's an usher. There's ushers, like, taking people to their seats. And there's this one that's, like, doing all these hand gestures, you know. She was like, she'd be like, ooh, like swing her hands around and point and point to the, your seat is right here, right here. She would like swing her arms. I don't know, it's hard to explain on a, on here, but she would like swing her arms around and point in a highly theatrical manner towards the seat. I think she might have been, she might have been on the stage. She might have an experience on the stage, the way she was. Her theatrical motioning, gesturing, you know. So, um, so we're sitting there. I was making comments, of course, you know, making you know observations. And um, these people sat down beside us. See, we were we were in seat like okay. There was the aisle, then there were two open seats, and then us, right? So the two open seats out on the aisle, a man and a woman sat down. The woman disappeared. I think she went to buy herself a cocktail. And while she was gone, the man said, uh, hey, have you guys seen Louie before? And I said, well, he's seen him. I was pointing to my, my son. I said, he's seen him a couple times. I haven't. This will be my first time. He goes, I think this is our fifth time. We love him. He's, he's hilarious. He said, one time in this theater, um, we were all sitting here before the show, and some it, what sounded like some little old lady yelled, you people put your fucking phones away. <laughs> and... um. Everybody turned around and looked. It said it sounded exactly like a little old lady. It was Louie. It was Louie standing back there doing the voice. Place went crazy. And um, so anyway, he, they were cool, and we were sitting there. And um, the people in front of us, uh, you know, when you're in one one of these situations, people keep coming and going. You have to keep standing up. You know, keep standing up and letting people in. Sit down. Stand up again, let them in, let them out. You know, everybody's on, everybody's in motion, constant motion. You know, and um, this guy, this big uh, tub of guts, sitting in front of us, um, he he stood up in one of those deals where he had, to, where somebody was trying to get in or whatever, and about I don't know, about six inches of ass crack come erupting out of his pants. You know, out of the back of his pants, and. Um, me and that woman, the the woman that was sitting right beside me, both of us at the same time, just without even, I mean, this is an involuntary reaction. Both of us just go, ugh. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. We were like, ugh. It was like, it wasn't something, I mean, it was just something that happened, just spontaneous reaction to this, like this big ass crack right in front of us. We were like, ugh. And everybody started laughing. Everybody around us started laughing. It was everybody was in on it, except for old ass crack Johnny up there. I don't think he understood what the hell was going on. But um, anyway, so then we're sitting there, you know, just waiting and waiting and waiting. And um, everybody's looking at their phones. You know, they they warned you coming in, no phones. You know, but everybody's looking at their phones. So um, I was just looking at, you know, reading baseball news or whatever, waiting. And um, this guy comes over. He goes, "Hey, you cannot." Use your phone, you know. He's like real mean about it. I said, okay, all right. 
you know, take it down a notch, buddy, you know. So I put my phone away, and I look around, and everybody's got their phones out. Like, why? <laughs> you know? I mean, I know I was not following the rules. I mean, the, the show wasn't even close to starting yet. I would not take my phone out during the show. But anyway, I know, okay, I was breaking the rules, as they told us when we walked in the door. But so was everybody else. Why did he say anything to anybody else? Why did he pick me? You know what I'm saying? That's one of those things I don't understand. There's a sign out there in the lobby that said, if you're caught with your phone during the show, it will be confiscated and destroyed. I think that's what it said. I think they said it was they were going to destroy it. Can they possibly do that? I don't know. But anyway, the guy yelled at me, and I was like, okay, God, take it down. Take it down a notch or two, buddy. You know? So anyway, um, that happens. And then, um, and then finally... The show started. There's two openers, two two comedians. The first one, eh, not sure I even smiled. I mean, I don't want to shit all over it. And I don't know. Wasn't that great? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to criticize. But um, the second one, the second middle. I guess they call it the middle. You know, those comedians. They open, and there's a middle, and then there's the headliner. The middle was funny. He was good. He was really funny. And um, and then they just, they just hand off. I don't know if you've been to a, a comedy show, but the opening act just hands off. So it's like the first the first person comes out. It was a, it was a woman. Her I don't remember her name. She was. I mean, she started out strong. I was like, I'm going to like this. I'm going to enjoy this. And then I liked it less. But you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I'm being fair. But um, I didn't find it to be all anyway. So she she got finished. And then she handed off to the middle guy, and then when he got finished, he hands off to Louie, you know, that kind of thing. So it was good, and um, so Louie comes out, and he's, he does a few jokes, and, um, you know, some of them are uh, right out of the gate. It's like, oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> you know, here we go. This guy's going to get arrested, you know, some of the stuff he says. But um, but then he goes, he, he goes, he goes, like, my kids, you know, kids always keep things keep things interesting, you know. You know, I'm ad-libbing, of course. Because my one of my daughters always asks me for, Daddy, what, is, what does this word mean? You know, she's always asking me to tell her what words mean. The other day she asked me, she said, what, what does the word God-forsaken mean? And he, and he, was, he said, I was started thinking, I was just off the top of my head. I said, well, it's, you know, God makes everything. God, or God made everything. But sometimes things are so terrible Things are so disappointing. Something is just so bad that God himself, the creator of it, turns his back on it. He says, I've had enough. I'm, I'm turning my back on that. You know, and he said, uh, he said, if, if somebody would even bring this subject up to God, God would say, yeah, fuck that. You know, <laughs> this is what he this is. This is the way he explained it to his daughter. And then he said, and then he said, his daughter said, Oh, I get it. Like, sort of like Reading, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and the place erupted. You know, the whole place just exploded. Everybody, some people are yelling at him. You know, people are yelling. There's like pandemonium. So here we go. <laughs> this is all within the first, you know, 10 minutes of the show. Sort of like Reading, Pennsylvania. God forsaken. And then he started going. He, he did like five solid minutes. Old. Seriously, why do you people live here? What do you do? How do you, wh- why? What is, 
explain to me why. You know, it just kept going on. I was like, man, that takes a little bit of balls, you know. But anyway, people were laughing, you know. People were people were on his side, you know. Good show. Um, it was really, really funny and uh, enjoyed it a great deal. And um, when we were leaving, there was some guy with B.O. in there. And um, the older boy said, yeah, he was sitting right in front of me. He goes, every time he would move, we, he would, we sat down, I could smell it. And then it would go away. But then if he'd move, he'd make a sudden movement, I could smell it again. It was like unleashed, unlocked. I was like, who in the hell goes to a concert, a show, with a bunch of, I mean, who, I don't even understand how you even get to that state, you know? Ugh. So so we got Ass Crack Johnny, we got B.O. Boy, you know? And then when we're, when we're driving back, you know, back home, we're on the turnpike, we, we get out, we drive through that anus, we drive through the anus again, and we get on the turnpike, we're driving home, we stop at, uh, I don't remember what, it's like Hickory Run or something, rest area. We're in there, it's like a big long bank of urinals in there, and we're like far apart, you know, we're using using two urinals, but we're like, I don't know, probably like uh, like eight in between us, <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, this guy, we're talking about the show, right? And this guy walks up, and he he, go, he he takes a urinal right between us, like right, right, and he goes, oh, you guys talking about Louis C.K.? <laughs> Louis the best. <laughs> we're like, all right, there you go, all right. I don't like the way he said Louis C.K., Something like that. He pronounced it weird. Louis C.K. He's the best. Louis the best. I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't, I don't really have urinal conversations. You know, whatever. So yeah, and it was uh, it was a good night. It turned out to be a good night. We had fun. We have fun together. You know, the the older boy and I. We have fun. You know, been to a lot of shows together this summer. So that's a good one. I think that's the last one. We don't. The only other one we have in the books is the Eels at the Keswick. But that's not till May, so that's a long time from now. So it was a good, it was a good time. So, so we the cast of characters we have a theatrical lady with the with the theatrical gesturing, the spinning of the arms. We have Ass Crack Johnny, Bo Boy, Urinal Man. Man, it's like, like a wide cast of people. If you have a chance to see, uh, if you have a chance to see Louis C.K. I. Definitely highly recommend it. Good times. Hilarious. You know, 100% two thumbs up from me. So, Louis C.K., yes, definitely. And uh, Bill Burr, we saw him recently. He was great, too. He's going to be in Wilkes-Barre in the summertime. So, we're going to go to that, too, probably. You know, I don't know why. Tony always says, why do you say summertime? It's just summer. <laughs> or it's like uh, noontime, you know. Around the noontime hour. Like, what the... You know, she has, she has a big problem with that summertime thing. Anyway, in, in the summer, he'll be here. We'll probably go see him again. I don't know. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Um, before I go here, I have three phone calls came into the uh, into the Surf Report hotline, and um, so I, I, let's let, let's uh, I want to share those those with you guys. And um, the first one is hang on a second. I get myself situated here. All right, the first one's from our old friend Ian in Scotland, and here it is. Hey, Jeff, it's Ian in Scotland here, uh, calling from my home to avoid any <coughs> type messages. 
um, that have been happening of late. Um, so, yeah, um, just heard um, uh, on a, one of your last um, podcast episodes that you're going to be getting Disney Plus. There's a movie you should watch while you've got this um, in your house. And it's a Star Wars movie, and it's called Rogue One, and it's really good. Um, hear me out. Yeah, it's really good. It stands alone uh, as a Star Wars movie. I'm not going to hype it too much. Just check it out. It's worth it. Um, yeah, and uh, my sister's moved to Virginia, uh, Williamsburg. So, yeah, any top tips on uh, how a Scots uh, person should fit in or can fit into Virginia would be much appreciated. Um, okay, mate, keep up the work. Bye. All right. Thank you, Ian. Um, yeah, your last message was a mess. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, oh, oh, eh, eh. Anyway, um, that one's much clearer. Thank you. Uh, from home, huh? I like when you're driving, but I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Disney Plus. Yes, we're going to have to get Disney Plus this, uh, you know, later this month, I guess, because the Beatles movie's coming out. It's a six-hour thing. Peter Jackson made a documentary. From all that footage they made while they were making Let It Be, all that footage that was uh, filmed during Let It Be, gotta see that. That is a 100% no-doubter. have to see that, so I'll be getting that later this month. I don't know. We might, you know, I've had it before. I didn't really like it. I didn't really, there wasn't anything on there for me. I will check out that, what you said, it was Rogue One. I'll check it out. You know, I'm not really into the in, into the Star Wars stuff. You say it's a standalone, though. I'll I'll check it out on on, on your encouragement or on your endorsement or whatever you want to say. Um, it seemed like most of the stuff on there was like old Disney movies, like you know, The World's Greatest Athlete, you know, The Shaggy Da, stuff like this. Uh, the computer wore tennis shoes. You know, the, the, these epics, right? And then they had some, you know, cartoons like Dumbo and shit like that. All right. None of that really, you know. And then they have all that Star Wars stuff. I guess that's, you know, that's what they're, they're banking on making all their money. Probably is generating a lot of income. But um, I don't have any interest in that either. And they have a lot of superheroes movies on there. I don't know. It's not None of this stuff is in my wheelhouse. But if you think Rogue One is worth watching, if you th- if you think that's something I'll enjoy, I will check it out on your on your endorsement, on your suggestion. Your sister moved to Williamsburg, Virginia. I don't know much about that. I, mean, I know there's like a historic, like an old fashioned city there, Colonial Williamsburg. I remember going there when I was a kid. But I don't remember. I don't remember doing. I don't know much about Williamsburg, but Virginia's full of nice people. Everybody's friendly, I think, as far as I know. That whole area, that whole Appalachian, that whole region, people are generally, you know. I mean, if you get outside, I mean, there's a lot of meth. <laughs> you know, there's you know, there's a lot of people abusing painkillers, and, and that time, if you stay away from that element. People, if it's just like normal, you know, suburban folk, super nice, generally speaking. So I don't think your, I think your sister will probably like it. Wonder if she'll start saying y'all. That'll be interesting. You think she'll start incorporating the word y'all into her speech? Keep me updated on that. 
And if you come out here to visit your sister, Ian, we need to hook up. We need to go have a beer somewhere. I'll travel. I'll travel to come um, to, to make that happen. So let me know. and Keep me updated on that y'all thing because I'd be interested to see if somebody from Scotland would start using that phrase, which I think she should. Uh, I mean, that's just, you know, my feeling on it. So thanks for the call, Ian. I appreciate it. Call anytime, as usual. You know, it's a, got an open invitation. Everybody does. Next call is from Scott, and here it is. Hey, Jeff, this is Scott. Uh, been enjoying your show lately. I like the episode you did about the top 10 fast food restaurants. Pretty much agree with most of what you said there, including that some of them aren't fast food. But uh, I definitely agree with you as far as uh, Burger King versus McDonald's. A friend of mine pointed out one time that a Whopper is like a real hamburger. A Big Mac is more of a snack. He said it's like a hot Twinkie. And that doesn't really sound too appealing, but I think it's pretty accurate. Uh, one that you didn't mention, but I think you mentioned other times, I guess it's not one of the top ten, is Checkers. That's one of my favorite restaurants. We've got one around here, and I like it a lot. It's kind of my go-to. I've got a friend who's kind of a hypochondriac. We were hanging out one time, and he asked me how often I get a checkup. And I thought he said, how often do you go to Checkers? And I said, oh, man, I love it. I go at least once a month. You want to go today? So that's always a funny story I think of uh, when I think of my buddy like that. And uh, hope you find it amusing. But I'm definitely enjoying the show all the time. So uh, keep up the good work, Jeff. I will keep listening. All right. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Uh so your friend, okay, Burger King versus McDonald's. You said that the the Whopper, your friend, describes the Big Mac as a hot Twinkie. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's small. Didn't they used to be big? It feels like they were big when I was a kid, or at least bigger than they are. I could pop two of those bitches in. I mean, I could I could eat two of those. Without any problem, I'd feel guilty. I'd feel like, oh my god, what is wrong with me? what? What has happened? And I'd be like standing in front of the mirror, yelling at myself, berating myself. What? Well, how could you do such a thing? You know, if I ate two Big Macs, that thing would probably—I mean, that, that thing would take a week, maybe a month off my life. But I could do it. They're not very big. They're small. You know, and the and like you say, those uh. Those Whoppers, that's a, that's a substantial sandwich. And, you know, everybody thinks the Whopper versus the Big Mac. Those things are not even in the same. I mean, a Big Mac's tasty as shit. You know, it's that Big Mac sauce that puts it over the top. That stuff's good. I used to know somebody back when I lived in West Virginia. I think I might have told you this story before. Who used to work at McDonald's. I can't remember who this was. <laughs> but they used to have like a sack of that... that uh, that Big Mac sauce, he said that it came, it had like a, it was like a plastic bag, but it came to a point like there was a nipple on the end of it, right? And he would, he had it in his car and he'd just be riding down the road and he'd just take a hit off that thing. He'd take a hit off Big Mac sauce, like a, the nipple, the Big Mac nipple. While he's riding down the road, every once in a while he'd just like pick it up and take a hit off of it. Oh my God, that stuff's good. That's why it's so good is because of that stuff. 
Anyway, you're right about that. Um, checkers, I haven't had checkers since I lived in the South. It's been a long time, but I liked it. I remember, I remember enjoying the checkers, but um, it's been a long time. There's also something called crystal or something. It's like a poor man's, um, or like a, I don't know, I don't know if it's poor man's, because White Castle is poor man's, too. It's sort of like the southern version, a southern version of White Castle. Crystal, ugh, that stuff is gross. Checkers, I like that. That stuff, yeah, it was pretty good. I remember enjoying that. There was one out near where I worked when we lived in Atlanta, and I used to go there quite often. It was good stuff. I like your story about uh, your friend. He thought your friend, your friend thought you were inviting him to go to a have a checkout with or a checkup with him. <laughs> I like that story. That's uh, that's good. I like checkers too. I haven't been to one in a long, long time. I've seen them down in Myrtle Beach. Was I've never, you know, we never stopped in one. I'm at to revisit it. I, I enjoyed it. Thanks for the call, Scott. Much appreciated. I really enjoyed it. The next call is from our old friend Patrick, and here we go. Hey, Jeff, this is Patrick from Memphis checking in again. Uh, <clears throat> man, I'm with you on the um, – I just listened to your um, your fast food rating episodes. Uh, the Wendy's, you said the, the something changed in it, and I think – I've noticed that too. And here's what I think it was. The, the patties have always been square, but they used to be like – they used to look like somebody hand-cut them square – you know, at the edges are always kind of raggedy looking, and now they're they're square, but they look like they're stamped out in a in a factory somewhere. It looks like they're too perfect. You know, you know what I'm saying? I think that's what the difference is. I think that's what's that's what's throwing you off. Um, and as far as the myth is about cheap Taco Bell, um, I graduated high school in '95, and I remember they had the '59 '79. 99 cent menu and i remember going in there with like six bucks five or six bucks and being able to kind of stretch that pretty far so i think that people are still hanging on to that and still thinking about that's why taco bell's cheap but it's not and it you gotta eat like 12 bucks of that shit to to fill you up um anyway so uh, i gotta do have a musical question for you what's the furthest away you've ever driven to go see a band play uh, me and my ex-wife uh, drove from Memphis to Chicago five or six years ago to see Black Sabbath, and uh, I think that was like six or seven hours or something like that. I think that's the farthest I've ever driven. So, what's the farthest you've ever driven to go see a uh, to go see a concert? Anyway, um, keep up the good work. Always hilarious. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, Wendy's. So Wendy's. Uh... You're saying that there's a there's evidence that it's not done by hand anymore. It's done by some pre- it's just like they're pressing them out. It's just done by a machine. Those things. So they so they are cutting corners. That's the thing Zip didn't like. He said, "Why do they have square? Why do you have square hamburgers? Because we don't cut corners. Get it?" He said, "That's bullshit," and I agree with him on that. But it feels like they are cutting corners. Ironically, with their they might have square, they might have like sharp corners on their burgers, sharper than they've ever been. You know, because they're 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 cut out by a machine, according to Patrick. But they don't they're not as good. I don't know I don't know what they did. I don't know what happened. 
but things are. I wouldn't. I still don't. I still. I still enjoy Wendy's. I, I, every time I go there, I'm like, hmm, that's pretty damn good. But it's not as good as it used to be. There's something. The the, the quality's slipping a little bit. You know, the the fries. I don't. The fries are consistently disappointing. I feel like they're burned a lot of the time. They're in the oil too long. I don't know. I just I'm, I'm always disappointed. The, the the sandwiches are 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 still good, but not as good as they used to be. There's something I don't I can't put my finger on it, but you're right, and I'm, I'm glad we agree with that. Taco Bell, I don't know. Okay, they used to have like a 69 cent menu. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But um, every time I go there, I'm like, how? You know, it's like really expensive, and it's just you just have there's a lot of components to it. You know, you can't eat. You can't go in there and have, like, two tacos. I mean, that's nothing, you know? You have to, like, you have to pile on the components. You know, last night, just for instance, this is not Taco Bell. This is like a like a real carry-out uh, Mexican place. Tony wanted to go there. And we got tacos and uh, tostadas, I think, or something like that. And it cost $55.00. For all for the four of us, this is just something a sack of food that we brought home, you know. And uh, it was good. It was it, it was tasty. I mean, they make great. Their food's always good. I was like starving when I went to bed. I was like, what the? I was like thinking back. Did I even eat? Did we have dinner? You know. And um, it's sort of like it's like that with Taco Bell too. You have to eat, man. You're right. You have to spend twelve dollars before you even uh, before it even starts touching it. Before it even starts touching your hunger, it takes twelve dollars, right? And your your final thing that you said, what's the farthest I've ever driven to see a band? That's a good question. I don't think I've ever asked that question at the website, but that would be a good question for me to ask. I could just ask it here. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, I I don't you know I don't think I've driven. I haven't driven six hours. Like, did you say it was six hours that you drove? I've never driven that far. The farthest I can remember or think of, and I might have forgotten something along the way, but the farthest I think I've ever driven was when I lived in West Virginia. I had to travel to see bands a lot. Um, I didn't do it often, but uh, if I wanted to see certain types of bands, I had to leave the state to go see them, you know. So at one point, I drove to uh, Columbus, Ohio, from Dunbar, about three hours, roughly, to see Devo. This is back, you know, like Freedom of Choice, that era. Like their third album, right when they were, you know, when they were big on that Whippet and all that. We we weren't these Johnny-come-latelys, though. We, We were tuned in, tapped into the Devo thing. On the first two albums, which are bizarre and um, strange and great, you know, the third album, Freedom of Choice, that had Whip It on it and all that, you know, that was the one that had the hit. That's where most people, so a lot of people, I think, which you know, it's disappointing to me, but I think there are many people who believe that Freedom of Choice is the first album, <laughs> you know. But anyway. So it was during that era, Freedom of Choice, we drove to, it was me, uh, Tim Smith, my friend Tim Smith, uh, Rocky, 
maybe my brother. I don't remember. I don't remember who was with us, who was there. I think my brother was there, and Steve was involved. We went to Columbus, Ohio, to see Devo. That was that was a three-hour drive, give or take. Also, I went to Lexington, Kentucky a couple of times. One time I went to see the police with uh, Joan Jett opening. So uh, that was, I don't know what era, probably middle era. You know, it wasn't near the end, but uh, I saw the police multiple times. But this, I think that was the first time I saw them. Joan Jett opened, and um, I was in uh, Rupp Arena, Lexington, Kentucky. I think that was also about a three-hour drive. And the last one also went to Rupp Arena, Lexington. Not so proud of this one. <laughs> But it is what it is, as I say. I went to see Phil Collins at the uh, Rupp Arena in um, Lexington, Kentucky. So those are the farthest that I've driven, I think. If I can, if I remember anything other other than that, I'll, I will report in in the future. But that's a good question. I never thought of, I never thought to ask that question before. It's a good one. So um, thanks for the thanks for the call. Thanks for the question, Patrick. Thank all three of you guys for giving me a call. And I, if anybody else wants to do that. I encourage you to do so. The number, 570-290-8151. Again, 570-290-8151. If you didn't get that, it's in the show notes. Call me 24 hours a day. Anytime you want, put it in your phone. Just tap it. If something pops into your head, I want to tell Jeff about that. Just tap the number and, you know, just uh, you know, take it off. Take a load off, you know. Just let me know about it. Just call me and let me know. We'll almost certainly use it in a future show. So um, do that if you're so inclined. Also, the newish website, surfreportpod.com. That's expanded show notes, photographs, links. It's uh, supersized. You know, it's a good, I think it's pretty good. I think it's a, I think it's a decent website. So I think it does the trick, right? And uh, let's see. Oh, Patreon. If you want two of these podcast episodes a week instead of a measly one that's easily easily you know achieved <laughs> easily achieved head on over to patreon that's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash jeff k sign up for a four dollar or more monthly donation you can do it for any amount i mean it doesn't have to be four dollars it can be uh i'm just throwing out numbers 375 dollars a month you know, whatever whatever the number is that you choose. But at $4, it unlocks the audio. You get an extra episode every week. On, on And on top of that, you gain access to all the previous ones, the ones that's already been recorded. And there's a bunch of them, probably like 100. So, like, for $4 a month, you gain access to like a 100, I mean, a give or take, episodes that's already been recorded. And a fresh one every week. Every week. So that's a deal, right? Four bucks. It helps me out a great deal. And you, you know, you benefit from it as well. So if you want to do that today, patreon.com slash Jeff K. And I think that's it. The $10 scratch off, oh, pains me. I'm not winning jack shit. Nothing. I get nothing. I mean, I don't even know if anybody wins. I mean, I don't, do, do people win? from scratch-off tickets? I mean, seriously. I mean, I've gone weeks and weeks and weeks. I mean, we're talking like months. <laughs> I've gone months without winning. I mean, I'm in a dry streaks. Oh, 
It's no good. That's at the WVSR.com slash scratch off if you want to check out, see where we are with that deal. It's a sad state of affairs. I think when it's over, which we're getting near the end, I think I got like, I don't know, like nine more weeks or something, something like that. I think I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do a $5 scratch off project, see which one's better. Tony thinks I'm insane, but eh, I want to keep it going somehow. (sighs) We'll see. All right, we're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for everything. It's kind of long. Sorry about that, but uh, it's been a while, and I had a lot to cover. So until next time, which will be over on the Patreon side, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye.